Welcome to Royal Rebounds TV with Calvin and Barry. Just two crazy fans of the Sacramento Kings and they sharing their opinion. So be sure that you subscribe. It's for the fans by the fans. Whether you chilling on the couch or wilding in the stand. For laid back conversations about the Kings, subscribe here. Staying down until we come up thinking this gonna be our year. We're here drinking beer, talking about the Kings. Be sure you subscribe so you can hear that bell ring. Yeah. What's up, Kings fans? Welcome back to Royal Rebounds, a Sacramento Kings YouTube channel for fans by fans. If you are a Kings fan, make sure you hit that like button down below and please consider subscribing to the channel. We would greatly appreciate it. And if you are listening to this on your favorite podcast platform, we would appreciate a five-star ranking and a subscription as well. Calvin, it's Tuesday, July 5th. We are officially done with the three-day holiday weekend, and we're here talking about the Sacramento Kings today. We're back at it. The Kings... And the Kings are back at it right now. Yeah, they are currently competing for the California Summer League Championship. It's uh, tied up right now. Kings-Lakers, 32-all. Could we ask for a better matchup? <laughs> uh, no, not if you're a Kings fan. It's looking like the Kings might go on to win another summer league. I, I guess I'll throw the California Classic in there, but another summer championship uh, since we can't really win many others. But, hey, it feels good uh, in some aspects. want to give a couple shout-outs to everybody here in the chat. What's up, Charlie, Fred, Matthew? Thank you guys for joining us, and welcome in. Charlie says, Keegan Murray reminds me of a post-injury Danny Granger. Without lateral movement skills. That's a interesting comparison. I was a huge Danny Granger fan uh, with the Pacers. And I thought that tandem of him and Paul George was going places. I think a lot of people did. Yeah. But. Well, we have some interesting news today. Um, if you've been paying attention over the weekend, you might have already heard this. But uh, it's official. Coach, Assistant coach Mike Longabardi is officially leaving the Sacramento Kings for an assistant head coaching job with the Atlanta Hawks. Calvin, uh, what do you think about this deal? Um, you know, I mean, it, it's very commonplace when uh, there's a head coaching change that a lot of the assistant coaches change as well. Uh, I mean, that, that just happens. Mike Brown, as we've seen, w wants to bring his guys in. Uh, he did keep a couple of guys, but you're – almost never going to have the exact same coaching staff when there's a, a change at the top. So yep. it, it's uh, we're sad to see him go. He was supposed to make Sacramento's defense great. Didn't do that. It's yep. not all on him, but, you know, I wish him luck in Atlanta. Thank you for your service, Mike. And uh, we're being you're being replaced by a, a better Mike and Mike Brown, who I think <laughs> will come in and uh, make this – team a defensive juggernaut he continues to bring people from golden state to sacramento welcoming head coach or sorry assistant coach leandro barbosa a former six man a former nba champion with the warriors in 2015 and won uh, a championship with the warriors this year as a, a player development coach now he joins mike brown here in sacramento as an assistant coach I, for one, enjoyed watching Leandro Barbosa, especially on the Phoenix Suns back in the day. He was a lot of fun to watch, and I believe the nickname was the Brazilian Blur. 
I think that's right. Yeah, I mean, that team was fun to watch from top to bottom. He was definitely a part of that, and it's it's good to see him getting a new opportunity here. Yeah, yeah, I'm just happy to see guys empowered by, by ownership, empowered uh, by the front office. I think Mike Brown is doing the right thing here and bringing in all of his guys, which is something that I absolutely love to see here. We saw Doug Christie returning. We saw um, Alvin Gentry returning to a front office role. We still don't know what's going to happen with guys like Rico Hines and stuff like that, but the coaching staff is finally starting to evolve here. Yeah, yeah, it's the middle of the summer. It, you know, it's it's that time to start making all those decisions. And Yeah. And uh, Mike Brown's a, ahead of the game. It's really hard to rate guys based on, like, assistant coaching performance, right? Like, from the outside. Maybe if you're the head coach or if you're highly involved with the team, you see the things on a day-to-day basis. It's like, I love what this guy does uh, or, or she does um, and what they bring to the franchise. But as a fan, it's really hard to just look out and be like, okay, Calvin, what impact did Rico Hines have on the Sacramento Kings last season, right? Like, what impact did Mike Longabardi have on the Sacramento Kings last season? It's really, really hard uh, to quantify that. I'm just happy, like I said, that the coaching staff is finally starting to evolve and take shape, and uh, Mike Brown's bringing in his own guys, and I think that's the most important is your coaching staff needs to be empowered uh, your head coach needs to be empowered. I think that Vivek has done that to Monty, and I think Monty's now doing that to Mike. And uh, good to see. Yeah, definitely. Step in the right and, direction. I mean, Mike Brown's not a rookie head coach either. He's yeah. been through this before. So that, that should definitely give him uh, some sort of leg up. Yeah, Jeff, the California Classic Summer League game is actually going on right now. It's tied 34 all, Kings and Lakers. Four minutes, 26 seconds left in the second quarter. Uh, I am not able to watch the game, but I will be watching highlights. That's for sure. Definitely. In other news, the Kings signed three players this weekend. You want to let us know who those are? Yeah, I mean, two of them should come as absolutely no surprise. Keegan Murray was the fourth pick in the draft. If you don't sign him, there's something seriously wrong there. So they officially signed him to the squad. They also signed uh, Nemias Keita, who I think a lot of Kings fans are very happy to mm-hmm. see that he's going to get another run here in Sacramento. And then the uh, the newcomer, I guess you would say, or the, or the guy maybe that wasn't a, a guaranteed slam dunk is Keon Ellis, the the um, rookie from Alabama who has played really, really well so far in the California Classic. Yeah. Yeah, both of those two contracts for Namias and for Keon are both two-way contracts. Uh, I want to read a quote here from SactownRoyalty.com about uh, Keon Ellis. Ellis is a steal for the Kings to have on a two-way contract. He is a player many people assumed would get drafted in the second round, but somehow found himself undrafted. Ellis is one of the best two-way guards in the nation this past year and earned a spot on the SEC all-defensive team. He led Alabama in rebounding, steals, three-point percentage, and free-throw percentage. Alabama coach Nate Oates identifies Ellis as, he's your classic 3-and-D guy a role that can benefit Sacramento greatly and immediately. At just under six foot five, 167 pounds, and with a six foot eight wingspan, Ellis lacks the size to guard bigger players, but he has the skills and length to guard one through three very well. Even though he's on a two-way contract, we are likely to see him move up permanently at some point during the season. 
He was teammates with defensive talent Herb Jones, who was a standout rookie in the NBA this past season. Hopefully he can bring the same energy to Sacramento. Calvin, what are your thoughts on that quote? High um, praise. I, I mean, yeah, high praise. I, a lot of it makes sense. Um, it, that's what that guy did in, in college. He was 100% a two-way player. Alabama had a ton of those those long wing defenders, uh, and they were a very good defensive team in college. So it, it doesn't surprise me to hear any of those things. Um, I think it's maybe a little bit of a stretch to already guarantee that he will – that will see him play a bunch of minutes in the NBA. Yes, the Kings are still pretty thin at wing, but they've got a ton of guards already. Uh, so, you know, I, I'm not really sure that it's a guaranteed thing yeah. necessarily there. But you wish him the best. And if he does get to that point, then we're talking about a huge steal that the Kings got here. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, we talked about it. The Kings need 3 and D players. Yeah. This is a 3 and D player. Yeah. Monty says he's going to bring in three and D players this offseason. That seems to be exactly what he's done so far. So good move for the Kings locking up the number four overall pick. And I love bringing in Keita and Ellis both on uh, two-way contracts, which gives the Kings some flexibility. And I believe they're only allowed two two-way contracts. So that yes. seals the book for them, at least for right now. A couple things here in the chat. Charlie says, it's so easy to deny Keegan Murray the ball. It's an absolute joke how slow this man is. Any thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, that's not what he was advertised coming out of college. Like he, He's not a guy that blows by you. He's not a guy that has a vicious uh, step back or is able to create his own space. What he is is an incredibly polished scorer, a guy that can score at all three levels, score with hands in his face. Um, and you know, I, I agree that he's going to have to struggle against NBA defenses, get learning how to get a shot off, but there's one thing that he can do very, very well. And that's move without the ball and catch and shoot. Um, and a, on a team with the Aaron Fox, you're probably going to get some open looks that way. So that that's really all he's got to do right now. All he has to worry about. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a little early, um, but Monty said he was best available. He said he's their guy. You got to give some trust and, and let it develop. Um, but yeah, you're right. He's not the fastest guy. And I think that's okay because we already have the fastest guy in Deer and Fox on the team. Um, but we'll see what happens here. Charlie says, who's shiftier, Keegan Murray or Namias Keita? I mean, it's, I realize you're going for shock value, but it, Keegan Murray is shiftier than Namias Keita. He's all, also a much better scorer than Keita is. So, yeah. Yeah, Charlie, we know you're not a fan of Keegan Murray. That's okay. You don't Charlie, have to like honestly, everybody. I don't know what you're a fan of. I've never heard you give praise to anybody about anything. <laughs> so It's okay. You don't have to be a fan of every guy they like or they draft, and, and that's totally fine. Um, but we will see what happens here. Also, Matthew's mentioning betting down below in the in the comments or in the chat I want to remind you all that we are sponsored by bet us if you click the link down below in the description you can uh, bet with us on betus.com uh, you will be guaranteed 125 percent of your first deposit when placing bets not too many things to bet on right now calvin but i know uh, as we get closer towards the season we will have a whole betting section talking about prop bets and all sorts of things that we like. So make sure you guys stay tuned for that stuff. All right, let's talk about Super Sasha. 
You ready to talk about him? Yeah. So Sasha Vizenkov, if I'm pronouncing Your that is correctly. And I, w- I want to just throw this out here again to everybody that's watching. I have not paid a lot of attention to this guy. I haven't. I know that he got drafted, I think, by the Nets um, late. He was a stash guy. He got moved around a couple times. Now the Kings got him. Apparently they like him, and they have a lot of high hopes for him. So a couple quotes that I want to read describing Sasha or Super Sasha. Sasha is one of the best shooters who's got great positional size and one of the best leagues in the world. He's already producing. That made it easy for us. This is a quote from Monty. Uh, He also says, Sasha is a guy we see fitting with Domas, passing with Fox's ability to collapse defenses, just another guy who can stand there and hit shots. We all know how important that is in the league these days, and we all just saw the playoffs. So in 21 games this past season with uh, Olympicos, I don't remember who played for them. Quite a few players because there's been a lot the of name people, definitely yeah. stands out. Yep. He averaged 14.9 points per game, 6.6 rebounds, and shot 55.3% from the floor, 37.8 from three-point range. And he was named to the All-Euroleague first team and helped his team win both the Greek League and the Greek Cup in 2022. And yes, he is Greek. We could have our own Greek Greek freak in Sacramento. <laughs> All right. Let's not get too ahead of ourselves here. So, Calvin, I know you've done a little bit of research on him. Uh, any thoughts on Super Sasha? Um, yeah. I mean, all the things that I would say about him are, are things that you heard in those quotes. That That's what this guy brings to the table. Like, Mon- like we just talked about, Monty definitely having a big uh, agenda this offseason on adding sh- shooting, stretching the floor, um, that that's what this guy does. He is a good passer as well, and uh, he's played very very well, especially recently um, in Europe. So th- there's a lot of reason to believe that that a lot that stuff will transfer over to the NBA. Um, but again, it's one of those things you kind of have to wait and see. Yeah. So. As Charlie says, he's not a guy you draft in the top five picks, which I know he was talking he, about Keegan he, Murray, yes, but I'm just going to throw he that was out. Not there. drafted in the top five, <laughs> but um. Uh, apparently the sky's the limit for this guy according to Monty McNair he seems to be a big fan um I'm I'm happy to bring him over and see what he can do we've seen plenty guys come from Europe now and flourish in the NBA he didn't take a lot to get for the Kings so this was kind of an easy gamble for them uh, but you're right they said that they need to bring in shooting when you build around your two best players and I'm not going to start the argument again about who is the best player in this Kings <laughs> roster but when you start with Fox and Sabonis, both of them can shoot the three, but they are not exceptional at the three. Um, so you just need to continue to bring in guys that can shoot around them and play defense. I don't know too much about Sasha's defense, but I know he is one of, if not the best three-point shooters in Euro in the EuroLeague right now, which translates. Yeah, absolutely. A- and it's definitely proven at this point that playing in <laughs> Europe translates period, to playing in the NBA. Yeah. And the, the last four MVP awards have gone to international players. So Charlie said, Sasha reminds me of a quicker <laughs> Keegan Murray. There you go. <laughs> that means he's on the right track. Uh, Charlie, you're hilarious, man. You're funny. You're really funny. Well, that's kind of everything that's happened as far as the Sacramento Kings over the last few days, um, and they've been absolutely killing it in the summer league uh, classic. You want to give a couple highlights or, or break down the, the past two games? 
Um, yeah, it, the Kings have have dominated in the second half. They, they've pulled away late in all these games. Uh, they've done a really good job of clamping down, creating a lot of turnovers, uh, and they hit, they've hit a bunch of threes. And then Keita's been, been big for them inside. Uh, he's... The other teams playing in this California Classic don't have anybody with the size of Nemias Keita, so he's yeah. really kind of had, uh, you know, the, his run hasn't really had to work too hard, I think, for much. But uh, the, the Kings are, if you can have a, a veteran summer league team, if that's even possible, <laughs> the Kings have one. They've got a lot of guys who either played in the summer league on the Kings roster last year or uh, have played in the G League. Um, and, and they they clearly look like a team that's that's maybe a little bit more complete than some of these other uh, squads that we're seeing out there right now. Yeah, we saw 26 points from Keegan Murray in the first game, eight rebounds for him, 12 points and six rebounds for Keita in the very first game there. And then in game two, it was uh, Keon Ellis that shined with 17 points, 14 for Keita, and only nine points for Keegan Murray in 26 minutes. The thing that really stuck out to me, Calvin, is Frankie Ferrari. I love that name. <laughs> that name is awesome. It's a great name. Who is this guy? I don't know much about him, to be honest with you, but he, he's definitely played, held down the point guard role well for them. Seems to understand, uh, you know, the game and, and how to get other guys involved. He's definitely not looking to do too much. I think that's a, an important thing to note about guys playing in the summer league because it, this is basically a glorified tryout, right? Everyone kind of feels the pressure to stand out. Um, and a lot of times for young players, that means they've got to score, right? They've got yep. to look to get their their numbers. Um, and Frankie Ferrari is not a guy who seems concerned about that at all. He He's more concerned about putting the team in the right position to get a good shot every possession and winning, uh, which has been refreshing to watch, I think. Yeah, he played with the Santa Cruz Warriors last year. Uh, he's a six foot one point guard from California and went to college in San Francisco. So, uh, very very close to the Kings and the Warriors. So we'll see what they get from him. Just checking in on the game today. The Kings are currently down three. It's about fifty seven seconds left till halftime. Forty three to forty. Let's see who the leading scorer is for the Kings right now. And that appears to be Keegan Murray with eight points. Frankie Ferrari's coming in number two with seven points. Awesome name, man. Awesome name. <laughs> it is right? a good name. Could you think of a better name if your last name's Ferrari? I mean, if you were to name your kid Frankie Ferrari, just kind of floats, <laughs> it right? It does roll off the tongue pretty nicely, yeah. Ivan says the team is looking better. People on Reddit making fun of Frankie Ferrari, calling him Ford Focus. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious. Frankie played bad the first game. He's been playing better since. What's up, uh, Skip and Tosh? There he is. You're here. What is up? Um, Charlie says, sorry, y'all. This team has taken me to the brink. I get it. I get it, Charlie. I know how you feel. 16 yeah, years there. Is, is a long time, but it's okay, man. We just got to be all positive and, and work together. Stay positive, test negative is what I've learned this year. <laughs> yeah. Any other thoughts on the Kings? Any other things that are going on here? And I, I figure we can just kind of touch a little bit on, on NBA free agency. And uh, But anything else Kings-related? I mean, it's so early right now, and, and let's be honest, you know, well 
over half of the guys you're watching play right now, you're not going to see play come regular season. You know, they're not even going to be on the roster. So um, it, it's an exciting time. It's a great opportunity for all these young guys, uh, you know, to try to work their way in. And, and maybe if they don't earn themselves a two-way contract with the Kings, then it's uh, with another team. But um, I think that what you've seen from all – obviously all eyes are on Keegan Murray, right? <clears throat> when you're the fourth pick, uh, it, it tends to come with the territory. And I, th I agree with a lot of what Charlie is saying here. There are things to worry about. There's things to worry about with every one of the draft prospects that was selected in the first round this year. But what you have seen from him, I think, does – give you a little bit of optimism for why the Kings picked him. Maybe you don't like him picked that high, but when you think about how he's going to fit in with the rest of this team, um, the catch and shoot, being able to move without the ball, spot up shooting, he's going to get those looks, especially when you add shooters on the wing like Kevin Herter and Malik Monk, and you've got a guy in De'Aaron Fox who everyone is trying to stop getting to the basket. Like that, He's going to have those looks. And he's already shown that he can knock those down pretty easily. So defense um, and, you know, maybe transitioning into more of a uh, go-to player, you know, those are like what you would hope the future brings for him. Mm -hmm. And I'm still a little worried as of today, you know, just what I've seen. He's got a lot of work to do in those areas, I would think, especially against regular NBA talent. But it, he's definitely shown that he's ready to play in the NBA right now. I mean, he's clearly a, a step or two ahead of a lot of the guys you're seeing play in these summer league games. So that, yeah. that's all very positive. I was watching D'Lo and Casey earlier today, and they were like, <laughs> after the first game, they're like, we shut him down. We've already seen yeah. <laughs> everything out of Keegan Murray. Shut him down. We don't need to see anything else. I think that's a little premature, but yeah, you're right. It's it's good very to see. Very premature. Good to see some action, and uh, good to see him him playing well right that's all you can really ask for in in the yeah, summer league, and right? confidence is very important right like you you want this guy to be feeling good going into training camp this is a great start to that what's up jeff good to see you here fred welcome in everybody thank you for joining us all right let's talk a little bit about free agents so i want to list basically some of the remaining free agents but this is the top available free agents list that I'm looking at here. And I'll tell you a guy that's not on this list who's still available, and that's DeMarcus Cousins. What do you think ends up happening with DeMarcus? Somebody will pick him up. It's, it's inevitable. Even if it's not by day one you know, of training camp, mm -hmm. someone will sign this guy eventually through the year. He's too big, first of all. He's too talented or skilled, uh, even if he's a shell of what he used to be. I think he's shown... Um, you know, just like last year with the Nuggets, that he can still be a, a valuable rotational piece for someone out there. So I don't know which what team that's going to be, but I have no doubt that DeMarcus Cousins will play somewhere this year. Yeah. You think it'll be with Denver again, or do you think the whole blow up during the playoffs? I liked that fit. I thought, it meant, uh, I thought it made a lot of sense, and I thought he played well for them too, you know, towards the end of the year. But who knows? Um, yeah. I'm not really sure. Anna wants to find a DeLorean and go back to the 2018 NBA draft. <laughs> that would be nice. It that would wouldn't be, nice. be the only draft I would go back to. Yeah, right? If you're going to do that, you've got a lot of opportunities there. 
So let's go over kind of the best remaining uh, 2022 NBA free agents as of right now. Obviously, number one right now is James Harden, and he's not. He's not he's really not a free agent. He's not yeah. available. Yeah. I saw an article today saying that he's expected to re-sign with the Sixers within about 24 hours. So I think we'll either hear about it later today, maybe early tomorrow morning, but he is very, very close to re-signing. He opted out, gave them time to fit other guys in, and then he's kind of coming in to fill out the roster and yeah. and max out the cap. Number two, which really surprises me here, and that's DeAndre Ayton. He's still available, a restricted free agent. I don't know if, if this is kind of falling into that Kevin Durant territory of, of waiting on that or what, but I haven't really heard of any team offering DeAndre Ayton like a big contract or anything. Yeah, I, I haven't heard a whole lot of that either. Um, and I do think that Kevin Durant asking for a trade probably put a slight halt to some teams pursuing DeAndre Ayton because you've got to maybe refocus all of your assets and, and what you can offer for Kevin Durant instead. You would probably rather go for him first, uh, first over a guy like DeAndre Ayton. So maybe we have to wait until um, the Kevin Durant saga is over before somebody makes a move and, and officially strikes the deal for DeAndre Ayton. Yeah, I see two teams are considered the favorites to la land Ayton at this point. It's Indiana and Toronto, no longer Detroit that we were discussing about a week ago. What do you think ultimately ends up happening with DeAndre Ayton? Does he return to the Suns or is he on to a new team? I would think that it's much more likely he goes to a new team than returns to the Suns at this point. Charlie Crazier says, things have happened. But. How are y'all going to feel if either Jaden Ivey or Jaden Harvey run shop all summer league long? I was probably the biggest Jaden Hardy stan, oh, fan out there. I don't know. Priest was a pretty big Jaden Harvey fan. Yeah. I mean, I want everybody to do well. That that's part of the thing is like everybody that's get drafted, I want them to all play well and do well in the summer league. Yes, I want guys on the Kings to do a little bit better, <laughs> but I don't root for anybody to do bad and unless they're on the Lakers. All right, the third guy on this list, which is actually surprising as well, is Colin Sexton. Yeah. Still available. Restricted free agent. What do you think happens with him? And why is nobody calling? I know he's dealing with the injury, but... Well, I mean, I think we can't really sit here and assume that nobody's calling about Colin Sexton, right? Like, do you know that nobody has offered anything for no him? No one's called me. No one's called you, okay? <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> I, I don't know what will happen with him, honestly. Uh, you know, he's a good enough player that it seems to me like you would have heard something about him at this point. But may, I don't know what whether teams are scared off of him for some reason, whether it's injuries or, or something like that. But he's young. He's incredibly talented. Um, he was playing pretty much at like an MVP level almost the last time we really saw him. So it, I, I'm not sure what's going to happen with, with him. Yeah. Yeah, it's really, really a strange situation. Going down the rest of this list, you got – Caleb Martin's still here, Montrez Harrell, Carmelo Anthony, Isaiah Roby, Thomas Bryant, Dennis Schroeder, Hassan Whiteside, think, Austin Rivers. I think I saw Isaiah Roby just got claimed off waivers, I think. 
Blake the Griffin. San Antonio Spurs. Juancho Hernan Gomez. A.K.A. Bo Cruz. All still seem to be available. Miles Bridges is not on this list um, due to whatever is going on with him. You think <laughs> he's getting a contract from anybody? Not this year. Wow, that's wild. That is wild. You think any of these guys on this list the Kings go after, or you think the Kings are done making moves here? Um, yeah, I mean, the Kings do still have prob- maybe one or two like roster spots you would think they'd need to fill out, maybe another wing. Um, I- I've seen a lot of people throw out another center. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. I, they're already three deep there, plus they've got Keita. Yeah. So th- that that one doesn't make sense, but probably another wing or two. Uh, I've seen Caleb Martin on a lot of people's, you know, mock free agent lists. Um, I don't think anybody had him as their like number one target, but at the rate where everybody has now been signed, he, he makes a little bit of sense. I think an athletic wing can shoot the three a little, solid defender. Yeah, you know, fits the same type of mold that everybody else or, or that all these other guys have been. Signed or traded for so far this offseason. Ivan says, would you rather have Malik Monk or Jaden Ivey slash Jaden Harvey? Hardy. Hardy. Um, is it Malik Monk or both of those guys? I think so. I I don't know. I, I mean, you're... That's that's tough. Like you're basically saying, would you rather have a an established shooter who's probably like an average shooting guard in the NBA right now, or would you rather have two guys that have the potential to be elite players you just don't know yet? Like it's that's a pretty yeah. big gamble. I, I don't know. I mean, for me, th- this is the easy one because it's like you're saying, would you rather have a top pick in the draft or sign a guy in free agency? And I'd rather have the fourth pick in the NBA draft. I think that's much harder to get. But I agree with Skip in saying that we need Malik Monk right now. He is the guy we need at the moment. Jaden Ivey could end up being better than Malik Monk. He probably will be. But in the moment, I think Malik Monk is a better fit on this team. Yeah, I definitely like the fit on the team. And the sure. chemistry with Fox. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's hard to compare those guys because it's it's signing a guy that's fallen out of out of a rotation in uh, Charlotte, found a place with the Lakers, was a salary cap probably casualty of the offseason versus a, a potentially franchise building block in the number four overall pick. Um, but we will see what happens. I'll tell you, I would rather have Malik Monk and Keegan Murray over Jaden Ivey. That's fair. I, I mean, you know, two players that help your team is always going to be better than one, yeah. obviously. So, yeah. Well, not always, I guess. But any other things you're looking forward to or or looking at right now as as free agency kind of winds down? I think we're in day six right now. Are you talking about for the Kings specifically, or just, just in overall? Well, obviously, everybody wants to know what's going to happen with KD and Kyrie. Oh, you did where, it. Where they end up. You did it. I mean, how could you not? Like, it it changes the basketball landscape, whether you're fans of the individual players or the teams they go to. It has a huge ripple effect on the league. So it's pretty important, I would say. Well, I mean, you already opened up the can of worms, so let's talk (laughs) about it. KD, what's going on with him? Kyrie, what's going on with him? 
Are they going to be traded together? Are they going to be traded separately? Do you see either of them having a chance to remain on the Nets next season? Oh, wow. Um, there's certainly a, a slight chance that one of – I'll say that Durant remains with the Nets because the Nets have the ultimate – leverage there they don't have to trade him they have him under contract for four years you see in the chat here that they like malik monk charlie likes malik monk yeah that's good charlie likes somebody that's a good thing um yeah there you go take a picture put it on right? the wall. yeah screenshot it thanks charlie um but no i you know i think it's still the most likely scenario that both of them are going to end up playing for different teams um at the the Lakers still, to me, are the only team out there that really has a chance of landing both of them at the same time. I don't think it's a very good chance, but it there is a chance. Yeah. Uh, if I had to make a prediction, I will say that eventually, I don't think it's going to happen today or tomorrow, but eventually the Lakers and Nets are going to work out a, a Westbrook for Kyrie trade. I agree. And as far as Kevin Durant goes, that is completely up in the air i'm still hearing that the toronto raptors maybe possess this the best uh you know one team deal perhaps which mm -hmm. is kind of surprising to me because if the warriors really did offer what it's rumored that they offered that's a pretty damn good deal yeah and the nets allegedly rejected it so i don't know what it's going to take to actually get him my guess is it's going to have to be a multi-team deal there's going to be tons of players and tons of picks flying around all over the place yeah i mean i agree with you on the Kyrie thing i think he's ultimately going to end up with the lakers kd's a little bit harder right because he's getting older was he like 34 at this point he's locked up for four years so the nets are not in a hurry to move him um but then you also look at like what the price like what his cost is like what it would take for a team to get him Rudy Gobert just costs a ton. Kevin yeah. Durant, like, Not I can't even in the same strategy. Yeah, like I'm Rudy trying Gobert. to like call it. Like, is it is Kevin Durant three times as valuable as as Gobert four times? Like two times? Like he's not even close, right? So to come up with a package for a 34 year old in Kevin Durant who's dealt with some significant injuries. I don't know if that makes sense for both teams, right? Like maybe it makes sense for the Nets to trade him if you can get a huge package, but if you can't get that much, does it make sense for the Nets to even trade him? I don't know. So I'm kind of in a similar boat with you. Is like he could potentially remain on the Nets. Um, but then again, if they make that deal for Westbrook, does he want out? I don't know. So very, very tricky situation. I think the Suns are still in it. I think the Raptors are still in it. Other than that, I mean, unless you're a team like the Grizzlies that are willing to give up a lot, uh, maybe like a Jared Jackson Jr. and some, some other players' picks if you're the Warriors. But uh, I don't see a ton of teams in the KD sweepstakes. Well, maybe not legitimate. Yes, realistically. There, there are, trust me, there are a lot of teams that are in it. They've made a call. They've offered yeah. something. Um, and that's to be expected, right? Like it's Kevin Durant. You yeah. you should be calling about him if you're a GM. I don't care what team you, you work for. If you had to place a bet, let's call it a parlay here because you got Kyrie going to L.A. 
to the Lakers. Yeah. Where is KD ending up? Oh, man. that is, That's just so hard. Yeah. So, so hard. Um, I think Toronto's going to do it. Toronto could very well pull it off, yeah. Yeah. But uh, there's a lot of teams that I wouldn't count out. Like, I still wouldn't count the Warriors out, honestly. Yeah. If they really want him, they they have what it takes to go and get him. I mean, if they want to win the next two to three championships, you get KD. Yeah. If you want to build an even bigger dynasty in terms of, like, maybe win four championships in the next ten years, you could keep your core and maybe that's possible. But trading all those young guys for KD is, like, an instant, like, title to me. Yeah. Or two. Or three. Since we're on the topic of predictions here. Okay. I got one for you about the Kings. All right. Where are they going to rank this year in three-point shooting? Ooh, that's tough. Nobody healed on the roster. Three-point shooting. I think they're going to be probably in the top, I want to say around the top 10. Maybe 12. In terms of percentage? Percentage-wise. Okay. I want to say maybe around 10. That would be good. I'd hope them to be a little higher. Yeah. But what do you think? I, I think they could be a fringe top five team, honestly. Jeff says, watching Keegan Murray, to me, it just seems that he is a bit passive for the fourth pick. Well, uh, I'll tell you that in game one, he had zero assists, so that shows how <laughs> and passive points. he was. Um, but, dude, the guy's young. He's He's playing with a bunch of people he's probably never played with in his life, and he's just trying to do well. So um, it's really hard to judge the guy based on this California Summer League, Summer Classic, whatever the hell it's called. Yeah, and, and I mean, he he led the he led all of college basketball in scoring last year. Uh, you, yeah, He's not the type, I agree, he's not the type of player that, like, has to command the ball and has to get up force up his own shots a lot of his shots come through the constructs of the offense and like we talked about earlier catch and shoot all of that sort of thing so um he's not maybe like a ball dominant type scorer but i i definitely wouldn't describe him as passive the the guy clearly has no problem uh pulling the the trigger on a shot if he feels like he's either open or has a good shot yeah yeah all right. Well, uh, anything else you want to talk about before we wrap it up today? Uh, do we know what the score is here? Oh, the, the Kings are up five. Up five. Five minutes left in the third quarter right now. I'll have to rewatch that game, see all the highlights afterwards, because unfortunately I'm not able to watch it here live. Mm-hmm. But that's okay. Um, we want to thank you all for joining us for another episode. Please let us know how you feel in the chat. Let us know how you feel down below in the comments. We'd love to hear from all the Kings fans here. Please don't forget to hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. We will be back later this week with another video. We will be back tomorrow on Basketball at the Bar. If you have not subscribed to that channel, please do. We are also giving away a $250 Fanatics gift card, so make sure you guys enter in to win that. Uh, Calvin, anything else you want to say before we wrap it up here? Thanks for watching. It's uh, might be the dog days of summer right now, but every day is is another day closer to uh, yes. another NBA season. 
It's right around the corner. Basketball does not stop, and neither do we. So thank you guys so much. Please enjoy the rest of your day. Go Kings. We are going to be hoisting a banner tomorrow. Thank you guys for watching, (laughs) and see you guys later.